Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Unnamed and Untamed. I'm your host, Raymond Torres. Today we're going to talk a little bit about NFL and the outlook I have for some of these teams based on their performance the last two weeks. Early in the season, still plenty of time to go, 15 more games as a matter of fact. And I'm also going to go ahead and drop a little bit of fantasy football knowledge and give you some of my opinions on it if you want to take it. Let's go ahead and start with the Chargers. I think their offense is good. Led by Justin Herbert. I think they're going to do very, very well on the offensive side. Here's the thing. Justin Herbert, a lot of people drafted him as probably their seventh quarterback in fantasy football. And he's put up pretty average stats. Nothing that you would like from your top seven quarterback from your starting quarterback but you know he's faced two very tough defenses respectable defenses he's thrown three picks and he's fumbled once but still although he's faced Washington and Dallas who have respectable defenses he's still averaging 70.5 percent completion rate he only has two touchdowns to go along with the four turnovers and I know that's hurt him a bit in fantasy football Uh, but Again, I think the Chargers' offense is good. And I think the 70.5% completion rate illustrates that. It's a heat check this week against the Chiefs, who are reeling after a tough loss to Baltimore. Chiefs are going to be motivated to get the W. But it's always been about the offense, not the defense, with the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid-led offense, right? The Chiefs. With Patrick Mahomes... Andy Reid, Chiefs. It's more about the offense, not the defense. Chiefs lost the Super Bowl last year. Their offense wasn't there. Tampa Bay's defense was there. Chargers' offense will be good, and I I like Eckler, but he needs to stay healthy. My fantasy football advice on this one, stick with Herbert if you have him. Next up, we're going to talk about the Colts. Ah, Two tough losses for the Colts, the last one being much tougher than the first. First, they lost to the Seahawks at home, and last week they... Blue, well, gave up uh, a tough loss to the Rams again at home after being up with less than five minutes to go. So what happened? The Colts had mounted a comeback, led by Carson Wentz, who played overall a pretty good game. He did well, and he got the Colts ahead. Uh, But he was running for his life the whole time, and and that's strange. Uh, The Colts failed to convert a few four down attempts, including on the first play of the drive when they got stopped from the one-yard line. They tried to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor three times, and, and then Carson Wentz was sacked on the fourth, and we just couldn't punch it in, unfortunately. We also settled for a lot of field goals. Uh, but going back to the main point here, Carson Wentz was running for his life, and that's at least considered uncharacteristic of the offensive line. That's supposed to be uh, the best asset of the team, uh, plus the run game. Caught up to Wentz when he was injured late in the fourth quarter. He ended up rolling his ankle, and what happened next? Well, down by three, Carson Wentz couldn't go. Backup, Jacob Easton came in. We also have Sam Ellinger. He's out for six weeks with an injury. Jacob Easton came in, came from Washington, and probably overly eager here. He threw an interception on his first pass, and he had, I mean, he was being asked to do a lot. He came in with two and a half minutes to go. Colts did not win. Wentz didn't go in, and, and I wonder, truthfully, if it was a gut check for him. I wondered about Carson Wentz if... Why, why he wouldn't go in. On the other side, he had Matthew Stafford, who's played with broken vertebrae. 
before. I don't think he knew because I don't think any doctor in the Red Mine or any team manager would ever, ever, ever let him play with a broken vertebrae, but he did. Matthew Stafford's extremely durable and extremely tough. Matthew Stafford's not coming out of the game. Uh, but Carson Wentz rolled his ankle and he couldn't go in. Again, Eason came in, and, and I wondered if it was a gut check. I, I saw him on the sideline si- mouthing, I can't go, and, and shaking his head when he was approached by a few members of the staff. However, Cornelius PN, this guy really wants to go uh, against arch-rival Tennessee, and, and that shows guts to me. It's Cornelius PN, but I trust it. He wants to win, and I'll take that as a quarterback. I'm not giving up on Carson Wentz. He played a good game. No line needs to shape up. As a former offensive lineman, I can say that. Come on, do your job, protect Carson Wentz. It's already pretty tough for him mentally. Don't make his life hell on the field. Help him out. Things aren't getting easier for us as we have three games on the road. We need Wentz, and there's no other way to put it. So, talking about our counterparts, the Rams we lost to. The Rams actually look good. Stafford's a man. Not only is he durable, but he's accurate, and he's in his prime. He's got a few more good years left in his prime. And who knows? I I think Brady's still in his prime, and he's about 10 years older than Stafford. So Stafford is in his prime. He has a good team, and he's ready to take the team to the playoffs. And depending on who they end up matching against, I think he might lead them to a deep run. I'm thinking divisional playoffs right now after a wild card win. I don't think they get a bye in the first round. Well, with a new format, uh, they actually would only get the bye if they ended up winning the division if they were the number one seed in the NFC. So I, I do think they have to play the wild card and, and they get the win. But they can do much more. They have a good run game with Henderson. Hurt his ribs this this week. Hopefully he's good to go. But Sonny Michelle looks good too. Uh, good quarterback, good receivers, and they have a good defense led by Darnold. I like the Rams. Uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens. You know, I, I think we see a rematch of this game, of this Sunday night game. I think both teams are good. The Chiefs lost, but I still think they're better. I think they set up the Ravens to win late on Sunday night, and they hurt themselves. They basically pulled a Cleveland against themselves, and they blew the lead. In the rematch, I'm going with the Chiefs. Buffalo Bills. Now, I'm not sure why, but I'm a little nervous about the Bills. Tough game against Pittsburgh. Uh, they had a easy matchup this week, got the win. I, I think their offense is moving, and so for fantasy, the players are good to go. But something tells me they're not going to match the success that they had last year. Now, is that just because I'm a Colts fan and I'm, and I'm disgruntled because the Bills beat us and, and retired Phillip Rivers? No, no, I'm not. I... I just, I, I don't know. Something tells me the Bills aren't going to match that success. And I think they end up having a surprising loss early in the playoffs. Now, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl champs. Here you go, Adam. Well, they're dangerous. They're deadly. Brady threw five touchdowns. And he didn't even throw the ball, uh, really, to Antonio Brown. With all 22 starters back, they could run to the Super Bowl. Please don't let them repeat. I'm sorry about that, Adam. I want to go ahead and take uh, take a quick uh, break from what I'm talking about with, with these teams and, and the outlooks of the uh, football teams. But I want to discuss 
how now in Monday Night Football on ESPN2, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning are discussing some of these games. I watched a little bit of it uh, this week. It was nice. I finally got my cable back. Awesome. Um, I didn't have to try to watch football on any <laughs> any mobile device known to man. Um, my goodness. That was a struggle. That was a struggle. I'm still having nightmares about it. Uh, but I, I watched a little bit of it on, on Monday night when the Lions and the Packers faced each other. And Gronkowski came in, and he just started talking smack immediately. It was pretty funny. He, he told Peyton Manning uh, that he really wants to break the record um, that Peyton Manning and Marvison has. Uh, he wants to break it with Brady, and, and they're hoping to do the play that Peyton Manning actually taught everyone. Um, he, he gave credit for, for this little rub route, I think, that Peyton Manning... Um, I guess ended up teaching the league and, and Brady's throwing some touchdowns there. Come on, Peyton. Why you got to be such a class that guy? Why, why you got to just try to help other people get better and, and teach them your plays? How did that get out? Oh. Well, anyway, Gronkowski was messing with Peyton and he said that he, uh, that he, he hopes that rub route um, is, is the one that they break the record on. And I, of course, am hoping they don't break the record. Start throwing the ball to someone else. I uh, gotta love Gronkowski though, man. He's silly. He's, he's hilarious though. He said he was playing cards at the time. Um, and he probably was. <laughs> Another funny thing um, about that about that cast was Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were discussing uh, about the Patriots, and you just never knew if they were going to be eavesdropping in or, or bugging the locker room or what. So Eli Manning told Peyton, he said, you know, when we played the Patriots in the Super Bowl that second time, it was in Indianapolis, and they were in your locker room. Were you were you nervous about going back in there and <laughs> and uh, having your locker room bugged, and he said, man, you know, anytime we had New England in there, uh, we never knew if they were listening. I, uh, You know what we would do is we'd huddle up in the corner of the shower. Um, the seven grown men in, men in the corner of the shower, you know, that, that kind of looks weird. But you, you couldn't take any chances with the Patriots, something to that effect. Oh, Peyton, that was, that was pretty funny to me. I, I think I'll be tuning in um, a few more times to the Monday Night Football po- uh, cast with with uh, Peyton and Eli. They also had Pat McAfee on, former Colts punter and, and comedian. And he, he was pretty funny. Um, I, I recommend at least taking a listen from time to time. It's it's good stuff. Uh, the Raiders. Okay, the Raiders are looking good so far. They have two wins. They beat Pittsburgh. Howie Long and uh, Terry Bradshaw went at it before the game. Um if you get a chance to check it out, how, how they were talking smack to each other, it was pretty funny. How long ended up saying, oh, Terry Bradshaw, what, what, don't get up all in my face and limping over here, and then that about did it. And then, ooh, how long, to, I mean, uh, Terry Bradshaw ended up taking a, a low blow to how long, and he said, well, Raiders fans, y'all are losers. Y'all don't know what it's like to win. Ooh, but, you know, could be different. Could be different this year. The run game is questionable, and I feel that it's John Gruden. He's not utilizing the run game as he should, but it doesn't matter because Derek Carr has it going. Derek Carr has it going. I like the Raiders, and I think they may very well go to the playoffs, and they could end up taking the Colts' spot, and the Colts don't get in shape. Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. Are there any Dallas Cowboys fans out there? Anyone? 
Well, I said it last time, and I'm going to say it again. Dallas is good. Dak is good. So far, it's been Dak and the defense getting the job done, meaning Zeke's been mediocre. He hasn't been himself. But the Ohio State product turns it around. It's going to be very tough to stop Dallas. I think they run away with the division. Cincinnati, all right. So this is more of a little fantasy football tidbit. Uh, but I love the receivers for Cincinnati, and I would recommend picking up Joe Burrow as a backup option to go ahead and stream if you even when you need to replace your starter on the bye week, for example. Uh, or in a tough matchup. Hopefully no injuries. We never want injuries in fantasy football. And, of course, we don't want injuries to the football players themselves. So, Jamar Chase, he's been playing with Burrow since middle school. And, you know, he can go off at any time. He's a deep threat. And also, T. Higgins and Burrow have a good rapport. Say start those two every week. Consider starting Burrow. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee hasn't really started off the season in the way they wanted. They are one-on-one. A lot of it's been because Tannehill has not come out strong. Uh, He's been a beast the last few seasons. All with the Titans. And we can trust him until further notice. And I'm keeping an eye on him, but as a fantasy player, you know, it's frustrating having him on the fantasy team. It's been frustrating because he's put up rather mediocre numbers and not what we want to see. He also hasn't gotten the ball to A.J. Brown. He has a tough match against the Colts coming up, and, and I would say if Tannehill's your starter, maybe go ahead and pick up a backup to stream this week and in other games that he has a tough matchups. Start Derrick Henry, of course. Um, yeah, Tennessee's going to have to figure it out. I think it's going to be tough for Tennessee, and I think the Colts win. At the same time, the Colts could end up losing to Tennessee and, and be on three. got to play in Nashville. Tennessee has no love loss for the Colts, that's for sure, especially after Reggie Wayne, um, when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, he ended up taking shots at, at Tennessee and, and saying that he... That was the one one win the Colts were always guaranteed to win. Now, other AFC division rivals should be a good game. Houston Texans. Now, all right, we need to get Justin back on here because why and how? How do the Texans look good? They're 1-1, but they've competed in both games. This could be a shocker team of 2021, and I think they will. Even with a 9-8 and record, that's going to be pretty surprising. Nothing after the crazy all-season that they had, which there's still legal issues pending. That needs to be resolved with Deshaun Watson. Um, he, he should not be playing for another NFL team, at least not this season until everything's cleared up and we can get to the bottom of it. He is due his day in court unless he takes a settlement of agreement. A uh, little legal tidbit there. Settlement, accepting a settlement generally is not an admission of guilt and in fact usually the settlement agreements include that it's not an admission of guilt Uh, so from a legal standpoint the jury isn't supposed to put any uh, any evidence towards that no culpability based on that That they can't infer culpability based on the fact that someone entered into a settlement agreement but as a human being, you kind of got to consider, well, did he do that just 
you know, is to, as an admission of guilt, would a person who's accused of such heinous acts say, no, 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 let's fight this all the way. Let's fight this all the way, even though it's a civil suit right now. Uh, but it, that's really something that we just don't know how we would react. Thankfully, we're not in that situation. And maybe he has the money and he says, let's just get this over with. I don't care. But let's just keep it strictly football on this one. Houston Texans, pretty surprising. Uh, Carolina Panthers, they look good. Sam Darnold, he's getting the job done. I think he might have a chip on his shoulder after being let go by the Jets, which is like the best thing that could happen to him, right? Um, and he was, you know, they, they moved, the Panthers moved on. I'm sorry, the Jets moved on from Sam Darnold because they were drafting Zach Wilson with their first-round pick. Darnold has a chip on his shoulder. He's looked good. Plus, they have Christian McCaffrey. I like the Panthers, and I think they may be a playoff team. It was nice to see the Panthers win against the Jets. I, I thought that was an awesome game um, in week one where Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson actually faced each other. Come on, man. Zach Wilson's first game, the Jets quarterback, um, and he put him against the Panthers, but I, I think that was great to see. I think there are a little bit of nerves out there. Kind of low-scoring game in the first half, uh, but the second half, the offense is score. They got it going a little bit. I like the Panthers. Let's talk about a few more teams here. The Saints. Just, just What the hell? The Saints blow out the Packers and they get blown out by the Panthers? I, I cannot trust Jameis Winston. I'll say it again. I just cannot trust Jameis Winston. I was buying into him, but in the end, after they beat the Packers, they just got trolled last week. <laughs> and and here's the thing, it's just, it's the same old Jameis, and it's sad to say, but it's good Jameis, bad Jameis, and you don't know which one you're going to get any given Sunday. I think Sean Payton may have a short leash with him, similar to Sean Payton having a short temper. Yeah, I, I don't know how long Jameis Winston's going to be a saint. The Packers, all's right in the world, right? I mean, that was expected to happen, right? Monday Night Football prime time to defeat division rival Detroit at home. It was a perfect matchup to help them get the win and right the ship. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think it's too early to call on the Packers. And all I'm saying is let's just not get too far ahead of ourselves. They had the perfect game to help them right the ship at home against the division rivals. Rebuilding Detroit Lions, Jared Goff in prime time. There's some pressure on Goff. His ego might be... And check a little bit, having been traded for another quarterback. I mean, how, how do you think that feels? You're an NFL quarterback, former first-rounder, and then all of a sudden you get traded for another quarterback who's older than you and who has not taken you to the Super Bowl. Uh, they, the Packers should have won. That's what I'm getting at. The Packers should have won that game, and it was perfect um, that Aaron Rodgers was able to do his thing against the Lions. It was same old. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against Detroit. Uh, but I just think it's too early to call. Last team we're going to talk about, the Lions. Detroit Lions. You know, Lions fans have been through a lot. I know. I'm a Rangers fan. Texas Rangers. So, the Lions, they have. They have been through a lot. Uh, now, they have to see Stafford leave. But I don't think the Lions are in too much trouble with golf. Golf looked good. 
Monday Night Football against the Packers. He looked okay. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they're going to be a 500 this season or just over 500, 9 and 8 because of 17 games, right? With the right pieces, Detroit may just be able to give the Lions fans something to celebrate. It's been rough since uh, Peyton Manning has moved on from the Colts since the Colts let go of Peyton Manning. Since Jim Irsay let him walk. Uh, but unlike Colts fans, the Lions aren't expecting the playoffs. So, please Colts, let's just get to the playoffs. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next one. Hope you guys have a blessed week. We're almost there, halfway through the week. And happy first day of fall, y'all. I cannot wait for the Texas Mall to hit. Seems like it's going to be here a little early. Perfect. Meaning not mid-November. We are only about eight weeks away from Thanksgiving. Thursday, the 23rd. That means we're eight weeks away from Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Again, it's fall. Uh, I hope you have a blessed rest of the week. And enjoy your football on Sunday. Good luck on fantasy football. And I, I do really, really love playing fantasy football. And I enjoy giving advice too. You guys ever have a question for me, please just text me or let me know. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast. And until next time, I'm your host, Raymond Torres. Take care.